Hi, all my buddies! Hello! Welcome to another episode of Semi-Auto Magic, Inc. I'm your host, Johnny Vampire! Hello, Johnny. Johnny! Johnny, hello, it's me, Johnny Anthony. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad. Now, there's a reason that I began this episode in this voice, which has been by far the most controversial part of this podcast, which is interesting. By one person, Johnny! (laughs) Exactly, that makes it the most! He's not wrong. Now, I, I, I started in this voice because I have I have an offer for you, Anthony. This what? is Johnny Vampire's voice. Is it an offer he like, cannot refuse? No, he can refuse it if he likes. It's up to him. I ain't his boss or his mother. So, this is the voice. I know how you feel about it. I will offer you. I will change it to a voice that you don't get to hear beforehand, and it will be permanent. But the new voice will not be a stereotype of any kind. What did I miss? <laughs> okay. His sister yelled <laughs> at him nope. and he had to go downstairs. Nope. can find out when he listens to the episode. You just missed a chance, big guy. I missed a chance for what? You'll never know, because you'll never listen to the episode. <laughs> I listen to all the episodes. Okay, then you'll find out next Monday. <laughs> Hi, all my buddies. Welcome to Semi-Auto Magic, Inc. Hello, uh, Mr. Hills. Hi, Dylan. How you doing? I'm good. I want to what? record a thing because we only have so much time to do it in. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so we'll 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 jump right into it. Um, previously on this with also, these guys. Also, here are Anthony Moore and Jackie Rothstein as usual. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, Dylan, right. Jackie, did you guys get any uh, interesting offers in the introduction? No. No, I didn't. No, it was just Thony? Weird. No, anyway. Thony. No, this is fucked up. You gotta tell me what it was. I really I'll tell don't. You after the episode. Tell me now. No. Okay, so, previously on this, um, there was, a, oh god, a bunch of meanderment. It was not unlike the second act of Pineapple Express in that way. Never seen it. And, uh, um, you're okay. <laughs> no, it's a good movie. It's fun. You should see it at least once. Um, it's shot really well, which is not something I usually pay attention to. So, previously, um, we went to the Westfield Carter. We were already there. We did a bunch of stuff. Um, Fiona went up to the Hermes Trimagestus Club, punched a dude in his in his face meets. Uh, there was a tiny lawyer, tiny two lawyers, um, and Rowan spoke with a couple of his contacts. Dylan spoke with Karen in accounting. I'm just re- I'm just listing events in random order. This is not helpful as a recap. Cut all of this, Dylan. Uh, no. So, hey, <laughs> we rejoin our heroes. Uh, heroes seem strong. We rejoin our protagonists already in protagonism. That's who wants to go first. I guess I will. I'm I have really quick business to go to. I'm going up to the the Diogenes Club. What is it? The Hermes Trimagestus. Hermes Trimagestus. That's I have Hermes Tri Tri Wizard Tournament. That's the one. Um, The one. I go to the Herpes Tri Wizard um, and go seek out the Persnickety Brit. Oh, okay, very good. Whose name Um, I don't have because I don't think we encountered his name. Oh no, you guys didn't. All right, so you ride up the people's names before I rob them. Yeah, no, she's just old punch and run Fiona. Yeah. That's what they call her. So you ride your way up to the elevator. You get up there to the Hermes Tribal Justice Club. You go in there, and you look for just the most punched-looking face. <laughs> <laughs> just, and you decide that that gentleman fits the bill. Uh-huh. Um, 
he's holding a uh um uh, what looks to be a handkerchief full of ice cubes to his uh inflamed schnoz all right i walk up to him and i say excuse me were you just recently punched by a small woman oh my goodness is it that obvious yes i was <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I've got your shit that she took. Here you go. Uh, the instant you hold out your hand, he takes on a completely different cast. And he, uh, looks at you, uh, with a very level look in his eye and says, Why don't we adjourn over to this corner, my good man? Oh, good lord. Alright. He, he adjourns you over to a corner where you can have a, a relative amount of, of privacy. Um, are you, are you still, like, holding his stuff out for him to take? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm just kind of holding it at this point. Just, okay. just like, um, like Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights when he doesn't know what to do with his hands. Yeah, that's it's fair. just, I, I guess I have these. That's All fair. Right. Okay, he leads you, he leads you over and he, uh, eagerly but calmly, uh, reaches out and takes his, uh, his items back from you and puts them back in his pocket. Um, he leans in and says, Thank you very much for the return of my items. I was what? going to have to go to some considerable trouble to reclaim those later, and you have done me a kindness in saving me that trouble. As a uh, token of my thanks, allow me to present you with this. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out a um, like a reporter-style notebook, like the kind that goes over instead okay. of, uh, of sideways. And he, he scrawls a quick, um, symbol on there. It's relatively complex, but it's, it's not one you recognize. And he says, he, he tears it out and hands it to you and says, if ever you should have, uh, need of a favor, just, uh, go ahead and burn this and I'll be along as soon as I can. Who are you? Oh, my name is Quill. Uh, and, uh, the items that you return to me are very necessary for me to get home, so thank you for that. Wait, wait a minute, what are you? Um, same thing as you are, I imagine. That seems inaccurate. <laughs> well, I'm quite eager to be on my way, so perhaps you can give me your name and we can discuss this another time. Why the disguise? Why the British thing? It has proven advantageous in my experience to have a certain amount of control over the way that others view and remember you, especially if it would be better later to not be the person they were talking about. All right, that makes sense. All right, uh, my name's Solomon Byron. You're welcome for your stuff. I guess I'll hold on to this. Thanks. My pleasure. I'm sure we'll meet somewhere down the road, Solomon. I should hope so. Um, he takes the, the coin with the, the red crown on one side and red star on the other. And he says, uh, almost lost my house key. Can't have that happening. And he, um, steps behind a nearby screen and, uh, doesn't come out. All right. That's odd, but sure. Why not? I am gonna go to the bar, I guess, and order myself a drink. Very All of good. that was said out loud to myself. Yeah, uh, no, I, have, I think <laughs> most of what you say is just Solomon talking out loud to himself. Kind of. So, <laughs> I go over to the bar and order an old-fashioned and uh, await the arrival of my adventuring party. Oh, very good. Okay. I fucking um, love old-fashions, just like, side note. What Delicious. is an old 
mentioned besides a beverage. It's like bourbon and something else. So it's a it's a it's a Ron Swanson drink. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So a a uh, mutton chopped uh, barman provides you with your beverage and a bowl of uh, your bar snack of choice. Oh, peanuts. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, Fiona, what are you, where are you, what's going on? <laughs> um, Fiona has managed to find her way down to accounting. Awesome. And is having tea with Karen out of a tiny pig-shaped teacup and saucer set. Of course. The curly tail is the, uh, handle of Naturally. the teacup. No. Wait, wait, does that mean that Karen and Johnny Vampire are associates? Why would it? Because they're accountants. Oh, yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah, the, the seedy underbelly of the accounting world, I can assure you it exists. Oh, very much so. womb of accounting. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, so uh, you guys just been whiling your time away. Uh, Karen, as always, is extremely pleasant and has offered you some uh, some pig-shaped sugar cookies. They're pretty okay. good. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, she uh, sets her beverage down. And have you introduced yourself to her? Nope. Nope. Oh, yo, you're just a, you're just a friendly stranger. Yep. Okay, and she's exactly that hospitable that she would just okay. <laughs> All right, well, she's not an invited the... guest, so... Fair enough. Five minutes into the conversation, she sets her beverage down, and she says, Now, forgive my rudeness, but I don't believe I ever got your name. Nope. <laughs> 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 well, how am I going to give you your personalized piggy handkerchief if you don't give me your name? I get a piggy chief? Of course you get a piggy chief. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Fiona P. Quirk, where's Wanna my pe- piggy chief? Very good. She uh she whips out a tiny little sewing machine and just embroiders Fiona Peakwork in a very uh very fetching font on a little piggy handkerchief, which is decorated just the way you want it to be. Uh, in the midst of doing so, she says, "Fiona Peakwork, Fiona Peakwork, I swear I know that name. Where do I know that name? Oh, do you happen to know a Solomon Byron?" I know lots of things about Solomon Byron. Oh, don't we all? I bet we could swap some stories, but I'm on the clock. In any event, um, he came by earlier with some paperwork to get you all set up as a junior deputy warden, and I have got your welcome packet right here. Do I get a badge? Of course you get a badge. She, um... She opens her her desk drawer and pulls out uh, just a, what looks like a fat envelope and and hands it to you. Um, would you would you would you be inclined to give something to Warden Byron for me? Sure. Right here. It's uh, there's there's a little a little box that looks like um something you'd get in jewelry jewelry in. It says I was supposed to give this to him earlier. Mister Orion came by and was, it's I'm just so forgetful. <laughs> what with my piggy projects. <laughs> um, Warden Byron also had, uh, he also had paperwork for a third party, a Rowan. I can't, I can't read the last name. There's no last name on this form. But, uh, would you happen to know that individual as well? Yeah, I know that guy. Oh, okay. Well, here, I'll just give you his paperwork then as well. And there's another, another, uh, fat envelope. 
It says, so that contains all the information that you need about being a junior deputy warden, all the rules and regulations, your badges in there, your official membership ID card that gets you a free uh, dinner at Hometown Buffet, and yes. uh, some other little some other little odds and ends. Uh, there is uh, an item in there that you guys are actually, I believe you're on a special task force, yes? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Uh, you are actually the first to receive this new piece of special equipment, something that Mr. Orion developed himself specifically for you guys. So have fun field testing that. I will. All right. Well, it was just lovely to speak with you, dear. You too. Thanks for the stuff. My pleasure. Bye-bye now. Bye. I rip into the envelopes and I look for the thing. Okay, very good. Uh, inside the envelope, you find a jewelry box very similar to the one that she gave you to give to Solomon. And uh, inside is what you recognize as um, either a nose or eyebrow ring, depending on your preference. Uh, let's go eyebrow. There you go. That sounds about right. Your septum. What? Yeah. Like a nose, but in your septum. Like a, like a... Well, nose rings and septum rings are both nose rings. It's true. Like... The septum lies within the nose. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's an eyebrow ring or whatever kind of ring you want it to be. Uh, for Fiona, I'll say eyebrow ring. Okay, very good. Do you put it in? Yes. Okay. Um, as you do so, you hear uh, a voice begin to speak. And uh, it sounds a little bit stilted, almost like it's a recording. And if you search your memory, although it being Fiona's memory, I'm not sure how much help that'll be, uh, you'll recognize it as the voice of uh, Orion Bailey, the um, the sort of haggard-looking young man who sort of seems to run the day-to-day around here. Mm. He says, Congratulations and thank you very much for being selected to field test the first generation of speakeasies. These will allow you to communicate wirelessly and magically with anyone else who is attuned to your frequency. (laughs) Please take careful notes, report back regularly, and if any explosions, deafness, or liquefaction of bones occur... Please let us know. Thank you for using the speakeasy. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you give Fiona a way to communicate with us magically at any point on Earth at any time, 24-7? For precisely this reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Casey, I got a question. What up, buddy? Is this the thing that you said I was going to be really, really angry? Oh, God, no. <laughs> yes, there's more! Oh, no, no, no. That's still coming down the pipeline, buddy. <laughs> Dylan, do you remember that thing I told you about? I don't. Oh! It'll be a surprise to me, too. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay, anyway. um, So, cool. Uh, Your new speakeasy in place. Uh, Where do you go now, Fiona? Uh, I'm going to go find Solomon and or Rowan and give them their new presents. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but like, where do you go? Do you stay in the hotel? Do you, I mean, uh, do we, do we know where Rowan went to last time? Nope. Okay. You're uninvited guests. So I figure Jackie has the ability to show up, show up in the kind of place where we would least expect her to allow it. That makes me really happy. Yeah. So I, I want Fiona to be in the dark womb of accounting. No, that's, the... that's across town. That's that's too much of a stretch. Okay. But um but we'll we'll see we'll see about getting her there. 
Okay, so that done, we are going to cut to Rowan making his way to the dark womb of accountancy. Um, it looks like on the outside just a, a fairly normal um, brownstone, he said, using the word without really understanding what it means. Um, literally brownstone. So oh, neato. <laughs> um, and uh, as you approach, you notice a, uh, a mezuzah has been attached to the um the the door frame wait a minute what is a mezuzah brownstone fucking befuddles you but mezuzah is a word you just casually <laughs> drop yes because i'm more interested in religion than i am in architecture okay, what the fuck is a mezuzah yeah a mezuzah is a small container used by the more orthodox and conservative branches of Judaism to hold small pieces of paper with verses of the Torah written on. Right. They're um they're either worn like as jewelry sometimes, or but it's it's customary to have one attached to the frame of your door. I recognize the written word, but not the spoken word, so that's interesting to know how it's oh. pronounced. Spreading knowledge. Um yeah, if someone wants to tell me what a brownstone is. <laughs> anyway, fucking um, reckon Whatever you recognize this as as the entrance to the dark womb of accountancy. Right. Uh, I give the secret door knock. Okay, go ahead and uh, reproduce that verbally for me, please. Verbally? Yeah. How the hell am I supposed to Not my problem. Grand illusion, but in knocks. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it is. It's grand illusion and knocks? Okay, very good. Um, uh, a door opens... And a little tiny lady is standing there. Uh, she's she's got her hair in a bun, and she's got great big glasses on. And she says, "Oh, you must be Johnny's little friend." Yes, I am. Hello, Mrs. Vampire. Come right in. Come right in. And she she ushers you inside, and it's uh, it's it's just a very lovely little apartment home. Johnny's waiting for you in his room, and if if there's anything you need, feel free to ask. Thank you. Uh, I would like some matzah, please. Oh, very good. I'll have that to you directly. Would you like any kreplach? No, thank you. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna go get that matzah for you. I'm Mrs. Vampire. <laughs> she does it too. <laughs> Where did she, she got it from? <laughs> yeah, she takes off to go fetch you your delicious unleavened snack. Um, so you're, one of the things I love most is that you are clearly friends with Johnny Vampire, um, yeah. which implies to me that you've been here before, so I assume you know the way to his lair. Yep, and I also know the secret <laughs> password to get into his lair. Which is? I have filed form 273, and I have signed in all the correct places. Fantastic. Alright, uh, you give that password at the door, and it opens, uh, of its own volition. And uh, and swings open into into a darkened room. Johnny, you, and... <laughs> hello, Rowan. It's me, Johnny Vampire. I know, Johnny. I'm in oh, your house. Dark womb of accountancy. I really think you should get a better name for your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I like it the way it is. Yeah, but there's 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 a little like Oedipus complex thing going on with it, and it's kind of weird. Uh, Thony, I would like you to point out, I mean, I'd, I'd like to point out that I'm very specifically not attaching that to the, uh, cultural importance of mothers in Jewish culture. I am. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I love my mother. Is that a crime? No. It's, well, 
No, no, it's it's not a crime in certain states. Rowan, hi. Can I offer you some coconut water? Uh, no, thank you. Do you have regular water? I don't. It it, it, it <laughs> running running water paralyzes we vampires. I understand. I understand. The coconut coconut water was declared pav a couple of Passovers ago, so it's kosher. It's good. Good job, whoever did that. And it could be used as a substitute in blood transfusions, so we're we're using it as a, as a blood substitute. In any event, come in. So, Rowan. so like, <laughs> so like for your seder dinner, you could use you can use coconut water instead of wine. Oh, certainly, we could use that. It's we've 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 had a lot of communication between the Jewish and Muslim vampire communities, trying to find a way around all the all the kosher and halal rules. It's been it's been taxing, but fortunately, we've got an eternity to do it. So, yeah, it's been Speaking. taxing because there we go. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That's my buddy. Speaking of taxes, Fiona Boo's from half a city away. <laughs> Speaking of taxes, I've got that information you wanted. Right this way, right this way, over to the dark desk of accountancy. And he, walk uh, over three feet. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, he's got a file folder. And he says, uh, Now, Rowan, you asked me to look into these two areas to see if there was anything shifty going on. Over here and over here. And he, he makes like a little not really map on his desk. He just like, this is an area. And also, this is an area. Um, he says, and it looks like there have actually been some significant financial title shifts in these areas relatively recently. What kind of, what kind of shifts? I did notice that there's been some unusually large and sudden financial shifting going on at Clackamas Middle School. I don't have all the details because they don't all account to... They don't all pertain to accountancy, but apparently funding for the football team was cut entirely and was given over to the music program, which had been in danger of being shut down. Wait, wait, the music program? Yeah, you, it you was hailed. You mean to tell me that there is a middle school out there that that is funding the arts instead of a sports team? Absolutely. It's you. been... It's been it's been lauded as a step forward for the gentler side of public education, and indeed, it could not have come at a better time. The music program was mere weeks away from being shut down entirely. Yeah, but Johnny, let's let's be reasonable. You're an accountant. How often? Oh, I'm an accountant. You, I know you're an accountant. You're the best accountant I know. That's why I'm with you and not with Karen, who is at the Westfield Carter right now. We don't speak of Karen in the dark womb of accountancy. Good to know, good to know. Uh, she covers but... her office in trafe. <laughs> You're talking about pigs, right? I know they're not kosher, but she doesn't actually kill any. <laughs> Moving on. In any um, event, yes, this is no, you you bring up an excellent point, Rowan. This is unique. Never in my career have I seen funds transferred so largely, so suddenly, and so significantly from a football program, a sports program of any kind, really, to an arts program of any kind within a school. It's very I, unusual. I mean, like like but like not even so suddenly have has it ever actually happened ever in the Not history. in this proportion. No, yeah. in my in my considerable experience, this is completely without precedent. I uh, I take out uh, a notebook and I write some of these notes down. 
Okay. It's being hailed as a step forward in a new direction, giving money to children creating things and taking it away from children who hit each other and get told good job for it. This is... <laughs> Johnny this wasn't is, big into sports. I could tell. This is definitely something something off here. Yeah, something's weird. The only comment that could be that could be ascertained was from the uh they couldn't get anything from anyone on the football team, which is weird cuz you know normally they're all about talking about the foot the foot the balls, but the only comment that could really be got was from the the the, the head of the music program, the music teacher, their January Oleander. Wait, 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 wait. January Oleander? Yeah, that's her. She's she's been the leader of the music program there for many years. It's been very successful. Okay, so she uh, is one of the names that I was just given. Rowan, do you yeah. think that's a coincidence? I don't think it's a coincidence, Johnny. You, <gasps> there's a reason I come to you. You have all the good information. <laughs> I shouldn't even have asked, Rowan. Accountants know there's no such thing as coincidence. Nope, it's all numbers. It's all okay. numbers. Do you know anything else about about this January Oleander person? No, I was lucky to glean that much. There's almost nothing. There's almost nothing in my resources that isn't about you know the actual monetary side of things. Well, you've been a lot of help. Is there anything else on the 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 on the, the other side of town? The other place you had me look into? Yes. As a matter of fact, there is Rowan. Of course he, uh, there is. And he and he lights a black candle. <sighs> Over here, there was a local financial institution, the Hearthstone Quarry. It was it was oh. been a leader in local resource and and economics they, they, for many they years. They actually provided the brownstones for your house. I know. <laughs> I personally love them, and I I actually have another very close tie with the Hearthstone Quarry because they donate very much to to a, a charity that is very near and dear to my heart, the Foundation for Dyslexic Orphan Child Refugees with Diabetes and Chronic Italianism. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this this uh this quarry um was once a financial powerhouse in this economy. It had been slowly reporting lower and lower gains every fiscal year and, and to the point where they were making almost no money at all. They were they were working like paycheck to paycheck over their hand to mouth kind of thing, which isn't easy when you work at his quarry, because who wants to eat granite? But all of a sudden an enormous influx there. I don't know if they found a new vein something or what, but they're making money again, Rowan. That doesn't make any sense. No, none of it makes sense. Rowan, what is happening in my town? Lots of weird stuff, but not the normal weird like it is in Portlandia. Land Portlandia? Usually... I don't know. The Land, name Port, Land Portlandia. <laughs> Rowan just looks off into the distance. I don't know the name of this town anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, what I do. So um, much stuff is Rowan, Rowan, you need to understand. I'm used to the weirdness. I'm Johnny Vampire. Yes, but you are. usually there's a pattern. Usually, if I look at the numbers, I can figure out some sort of influence or tide somewhere. But this doesn't make sense. These numbers don't make sense. Do you have any idea how wrong that is? I I I have a feeling I know how wrong it is. Now let me shoot me let me shoot you something, Johnny, right now. I'm gonna give you a name. Hit I me, want Rowan. you to tell me if this name has anything to do with this quarry, okay? With the Joel, with the hot stone. Okay. 
Joel Heck. Oh yeah, Joel Heck is the foreman. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's he's a paragon of of local. He shows up at all the event benefits. He's looks like he set up a bunch of charities and scholarships, especially again for the Foundation for Dyslexic Diabetic Child Refugees with Chronic Italianism. <laughs> I'm going he, to kill you. Kids. He looks, by all accounts, to be a virtuous cat. Well, and and if he's this not. if this made if this made any financial sense at all, I would be very pleased for him with his with his business seeing this resurgence. I don't know what to take of these. Like, I don't think either of these people are 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 doing stuff with with bad intentions, like the the Prescott boy. But eh, the Prescotts. What do you know about Pres- the Prescotts? Prestons. The Prestons. Prestons? Is it the Prestons? Oh, they're, they're old money, and they never give any of it away if they can help it. Yeah. Well... Rowan, I can't speak to any of their motivations. All I know is that in my experience, large sums of money don't suddenly move around when things are on the level. Yeah, but you're an accountant. Like, your job is to keep things off the level. Rowan. He takes offense at that. Well, that's all I could find. Is there anything else I can do for you, Rowan? Uh, keep an eye out. Keep your ears open. Uh, if you see anything else in any other area that, that financially doesn't make any sense, let me know. I'll keep my feelers out. This is my town. I do the books for almost anybody who's anybody on the magical side of this town, and I don't appreciate my economy being screwed with. Yeah, well, this is an economy. We have We're to in an economy. <laughs> Rowan, anyway. when you find out what's going on here, I want you to do something for me. What is that, Johnny? You tell them that numbers are the closest we come to the handwriting of God, and that you do not just screw with the numbers. At so the you make them God, stop he it. Shrieks in pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the closest we get to the handwriting of G D. So okay. <laughs> when you find out who's doing this and you stop them, you tell them. I'm Johnny Vampire. I will. You're the best accountant in town. Wouldn't have come to you if it wasn't true. It's very kind of you to say, Rowan. Now, where uh, is my matzah? Uh, yes, mother. Where is Rowan's matzah? <laughs> mother comes in with uh, with with some some flatbread on a plate. Okay, I take it, I eat it, I thank him, and I leave. Mazel tov. Okay. Um, we are going to say that uh, owing to her uninvited guest passive ability, whatever whatever we're styling that as, um, Fiona has, uh, like Odd Thomas before her, wandered her way in the correct direction and found Rowan in the uh, in the Hermes Trimagestus Club because she figured really the last place they'd be looking for her would be there. Solomon, not Rowan. No, not Rowan. I'm sorry, Fiona. Well, you said she found Rowan in the Hermes Trimagestus Club. Then I misspoke. Thanks for catching it. (laughs) I'm sorry, that was my chronic Italianism acting up. God damn it. Okay, Casey. (laughs) So! I'm about to quit this podcast forever. No, you don't. I know, but you need to stop. Tony, Tony, answer me this. Tony, answer me this. Have you ever felt in your blood and bones so Italian or so Jewish as when I'm saying these things? No. Exactly. All right. Fiona, you wander up to the right way and you find Solomon sitting at a bar. I have a present for you. Oh, God. Who did you beat up this time? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody.
Scotty. Eric Whiston. Had tea with Karen in accounting. Aha. Uh-huh. What did Karen send me? A thing. All right, great. His, his, uh, his little package. Yeah. You, uh, you open, open up the small box and it is a, uh, nose ring. No, it's not. Um, it's, uh, would you prefer cufflinks or a tie clip? Uh, ooh, that's, that's an impossible choice. Uh, <laughs> no. It is both, but it only functions if, if all parts are worn. Fair enough. Okay. It is a handsome tie clip, uh, a uh, cufflink set. Uh, if you should choose to install them, you'll hear the the same uh, speakeasy introductory speech that uh, Fiona got. So I assume this means you got these two. Yep. All right. Ground rules. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when we are not working immediately together, but we are working, it's fine. Any other time, don't you dare bother me with these. I reach up to activate it, and I say, this I cannot promise. (laughs) Uh, Feedback squeals in your wrists. (laughs) uh, Ah! (laughs) Yeah. But that's a sensation you never thought you'd feel. I reach up and, and, like, pinch the bridge of my nose and just go, uh... (laughs) Very good. Uh, Hey, have you seen... Uh, Peroa or Wake anywhere? Who? Uh, Punchy McHuge and uh, Pierogi Dalai Lama. Yeah, uh, I high-fived with Punchy McHuge over punching that guy. Great. <laughs> but other than that, I have no idea. I scanned the room looking for the two of them. Oh, um, uh, well, let's see. Uh, Punchy McHuge was on his way to go get a, um... Um, a massage, I believe. So he'll be off doing that. Uh, but yeah, Perodama is, as a matter of fact, um, reclining in a very, uh, comfy chair over by the fire with a book in her lap and a, uh, and a little something to sip at her elbow. Alrighty. Uh, I am going to go over to Perodama, uh, and join her in a seat by the fire. Very good. Say. Where is Cornflower and Bickle? Uh, I wouldn't know because Bickle is not the name of a character on this podcast. Bicker. Whatever. There we go. I'm yeah, they, yeah. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't know. Maybe we'll find out in a bit. Who knows? Anyway, um, I'm sorry, Dylan. You were saying. Uh, so I go over and I say, "Hey, Peroa." Oh, hello, Warden Byron. What can S- I do for you? Would you care to join me? Sure. She um, gestures to a, a seat opposite her. I take a seat and I say, "So, this task force that we've got going." Mm-hmm. Has some tasks to enforce. So it would seem. Uh, we've turned up a couple of names, uh, and I am not sure which you'd rather take. Uh, you and, uh, Mr. Wagner, uh, seem to have some areas of expertise, but I couldn't tell you what they are, so. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Well, as, as you may have heard me mention earlier, I'm, uh, I'm an arcano geographer by yeah. trade. Yeah, and uh, Wake, he mostly punches things. That's fair. It's not all he does, but it's it's a large part of what he does. Well, um, do you have any preference about which lead you'd like to investigate? Uh, well, we've got a foreman at a quarry, which sounds like it's up your alley. Um, and we've got a music teacher at a middle school, which mm. I could probably figure out something to do with, I don't know. Well, you sound a little bit more hopeful about that one. 
So I'm grasping if like at straws. If you'd like me to head off to the quarry, I'll, I'll gladly see what I can find out over there. Yeah, head over tomorrow. Uh, we're okay. still kind of checking on stuff to find out what we can figure out in the meantime. Uh, have you got information for me? Not really. Like I said, he's a foreman. Uh, Joel Heck is the foreman of the quarry. Oh, oh, they're over at the Hearthstone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no problem. Yeah, I met him once at a at a benefit for the uh, for the foundation for uh, you know. Oh, right the the Italianism. Yeah. Okay. The foundation well, for dyslexic diabetic child refugees with chronic Italianism. Right, that's the one. Um, I didn't know you were a supporter. Oh yeah, I've I've got loved ones who are afflicted by many many of those tragic tragic diseases. I see. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, uh, donates to a lot of charities apparently. Um. And until now, he's been a vanilla mortal, but, uh, mm. well, seems like we've got us a, a new thing to, to, to figure out here. So that's, I think he might be adding some sprinkles into that vanilla. Ooh, sprinkles. Great. There we go. Wonderful. All right, very good. Yeah, I'll gather up, uh, old Punchy McHuge and, uh, we'll head on down there in the morning, see what we can't get out of, out of Joel Heck. All right, great. Uh, hey. Oh, did you guys, did you guys go ahead? I'm sorry, Warden Byron. Uh, keep in mind that the last guy involved with this stuff was real heavy on, like, taking over people's minds. So watch out for that, I guess. Yeah, I read the, uh, I read the debriefing on the incident with the Preston boy, and I, I know you came under a lot of heat for that, but I want to say that I think you handled it about as well as anyone could have been expected to. Well, thank you. Uh, just, yeah, I mean, I mean, if they're involved with the Preston boy, it's probably something similar. Yeah, Wake Wagner probably would have just punched him. And you know what? That would have been fair enough. Yeah. It would have ended the same, but faster. Yeah, well, there you go. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a plus in his book. <laughs> All right, well, um, I'll head out there. Hey, did you guys get set up with your speakeasies? Uh, yeah. Okay, very good. Then we're on, um, oh, here, uh, high five me. Shields of her hand. I high five Pierogi Dalai Lama. Okay. You high five each other. There we go. We're on the same speakeasy frequency now. I'll go ahead and adjust wake next time I see him. Why is that how that works? Because once they figured out they could make it do it that way, why would they do it any other way? <laughs> you know, that's fair. Orion is, uh, he's got some style to him. I like that kid. Orion Bailey is a genius. And, and I'm glad to see him finally getting some of the recognition he deserves. I know he's been working on the speakeasies for a long time, although he has had a lot of help from, uh, from some other arcano scientists in his department. Sure. All right. Well, um, I'll head out then tomorrow, Warden Byron. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Then we'll head down there tomorrow, Warden Byron. We look forward to working with you. Uh, look forward to working with you too. Uh, it's good to not have to do all of this alone, because that's how it was looking for a while there. Yeah, that tends to be the way things work here. Until you prove that you uh, that you have a, a real and present need for support, they tend to kind of just leave you be. Yep. Anyway, I'm going to go back over to the bar, because we've got a bounty hunter to wrangle, and I don't know where he went. Fair enough. Have a good night. See you later. Oh, wait a minute. Can't you just talk on a speakeasy? He doesn't have it yet. Oh, good. Yep. That sounds about right. I walk back she, over. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I walk back over to Fiona and and give her a high five, but like in the most awkward way possible. I just walk over and like hold up my hand. Sure. <laughs> she stares at it for like five minutes. That is exactly what like 
lit- a literal five minutes, I stare at his yep. hand. And <laughs> after that five minutes, I say, high five. <laughs> and then I give him the most painful high five Ow. he's ever experienced in his life. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> is that okay, how so cool. people do that? Do what? The high five thing? Is that is that You know, close enough. Uh, Alright. Cool. It turns out that's how we calibrate the speakeasy. Oh. Sweet. Yeah, apparently it's through violence, because why wouldn't it be? I mean, can you think of another way? No, actually, I can't. So? so, you know, fair enough. So, do you have any idea where Rowan went? Because I assume Karen gave you one of these for him. Yep. Great. Where I have no is idea he? Where you, so. Oh, okay. You were you were saying yep to the other question. Great. Yes. Anyway, uh, well, I guess we wait for him then. More drinks. More drinks. Wine and beer. Yes. That was that was a rent reference. That was a rent reference. You know, I recently, rent I, I recent uh, rent reference. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I recently had to fill out uh, a form, and under age, I just wrote. Uh, Old enough to realize that the sellout friend from Rent actually probably had the better life. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have problems with Rent. Moving on. Um. Okay, so yeah. I, um, I do that. too, but it's different than the movie. Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, I see what you did there. He's referring to the need to make money to have a place to live. I am. Oh, capitalism. Alright, um, so, Tony, what are you up to? I'm walking back from the dark womb of accountancy, I guess. Yeah, oh, cool. Um, Are you going back to the hotel? Yeah, uh, I know I had another contact, uh, does he have anything he needs to say to me? Like, has he gotten in through to me? No, you haven't heard back from that guy. Okay. So, yeah, I head back to the hotel, and I try to find, uh... Rowan and Solomon. You try to find Rowan? Sorry. Rowan is always trying to find himself. He has a duality about him. (laughs) Oh, so good. So good. I I try to find Fiona and Solomon. Okay. Um, There is, in fairness, a trail of destruction that you could follow. (laughs) I follow the trail of destruction. Outstanding. Um, Uh, Go ahead. Do I meet up with Cornflower and Bicker at any point in my journey? No. No, you ain't seen those cats. Okay, so I end up at the bar, I assume. Yeah, and you there they are. Okay, I go up to the bar, and I say, I'd like one water, neat. <laughs> the barman just says, uh, okay, cool, and gives you a water. <laughs> Loser. That was, that was a friend's reference. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> So you're my welcome to reference corner. Uh, yeah, well, welcome to early to mid '90s reference corner. Absolution, Anthony, because that's where he lives. Okay, so here are our three buddies back together again. So I I know what's been going on. What? Wait, what? Okay, so we got the wait names. A uh, wait a minute. Before you get into this, we have a thing to give you. What is it? It's called ear a blaster. Ear blaster. It's called a that speakeasy. Sounds like something I, <laughs> that sounds like a speakeasy. Well, I'm drinking alcohol right now in public, so I don't know why I would need a speakeasy. It's, You're drinking it's, water. 
You guys are drinking alcohol in public. Yes, I am. This is not a public establishment, first of all. And second of all, True. this is not the classical 1920s speakeasy that we're talking about. We're talking about a... Uh, not, not 1920s. It was before that. Surely. Anyway. No, it, was, it was 20s, because that was when Prohibition was a thing. Okay, great. Anyway, 20s. Uh, not the 20s classical speakeasy that you're thinking of. It is a, an invention... Uh, created by Orion Bailey over in R&D. You met him when we were turned into lemons for a moment. Um, <laughs> I, want, I want Solomon to describe things all the time. All the time. Uh, anyway, he... Uh, anyway, here. I hand him the box. What does it do? It lets us communicate when we're far apart. I point at Fiona. Does she have one? She does. Then no. I am not putting this off. You need to. It's a valuable tool. Yeah, if it's a valuable tool, why did you give it to Fiona? I didn't. Karen did. But that's not the point here. Fucking Karen. Hey. I agree. Karen you know, is a person. You know, now I understand why Johnny won't let her into the dark womb of accountancy. You just hear, I'm Johnny Vampire. <laughs> Is that is that some kind of weird thing you're into? And it doesn't matter. Anyway, just take the thing, use it. You can not wear it when you don't want to listen to Fiona, I guess. That's my okay. plan. I open it up. What is it, Casey? What does it look like? Uh it is in fact a be- a, a beard charm. A beard charm? That's adorable. Yeah. yeah, it's like um it's it's like a like a like a bead, like not on like like a Pandora bead. You weave oh, it um, into I... your beard like dwarves of old. Yeah, I got it, yeah. I got it, I got it. So I'm I like, thought it would make you happy. I look at this and I'm like, this is so badass. It's either I that or like a beard like a like a like a like a either that or um it's like a napkin ring, but I didn't know how big your beard was. So you could just, you know, put it all through there and yeah. kind of I like a front by ponytail. Like, I, I, I'm very conflicted right now because this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Are you ever and... not conflicted, Rowan? <laughs> I'm, Fair. I'm always conflicted. Uh, and I'm like. Just put the damn thing on. But, but then I have to communicate with her and I kind of nod my head in her direction. I lift my drink to him. We are working a task force to solve <sighs> monumental problems. Speaking of those monumental problems, I no, put the beard thing in. Fine, I, 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 I weave it into my beard. Now give me a high five. It looks stylish. Oh, it looks dope. Now give me a high five. So I have information on uh, the high five. What? Why do I need to high five you? Just do it. Do I? Do I look like someone who high fives people? I forcibly high five him. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, now explain to me how you solved the mystery. (laughs) Well, let me tell you. All of us have had to deal with an accountant today. I opened the channel of the speakeasy so that Pierogi and Wake Wagner can hear this. Hi, Scully! Um, uh, 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 Perroa just lifts her drink from the other side of the room in salute, and you hear, uh... You hear Wake Wagner. <laughs> He's like, they call me punchy all the time, and it really punches me in the feelings. And I just, 
I don't know. I really appreciate you being such a good listener, Deborah. I know you're you're just paid to punch the tension out of my shoulders, but it it really helps to have somebody to to talk to to kind of punch with words. Ah, hey, Punchy, we can hear you. Oh, Heroa. Uh, yes, Wake. Why didn't you tell me somebody was joining the speakeasy circle? <laughs> well, I I, fig- I figured you'd find out eventually, and hey, I was right. <laughs> Hi guys, what are what are what are we talking Rowan about? Is it the mystery. It, are we talking about how to unpunch a masseuse? No. Okay, well that would be useful information to me. Uh, I'm d- sorry, Dad. Get another masseuse. Anyway, Rowan, extra fifty dollars onto your tip. <laughs> All right. So, like I was saying, I spoke to an accountant today. Luckily, that accountant wasn't Karen. But in fact, was the best accountant in all of Landportlandia. Oh, Johnny Vampire. Yeah, you know him? Oh yeah, everybody knows Johnny Vampire. Who the He's fuck awesome. is Johnny Vampire? He is the best, best accountant ever, and you should is... be careful about saying his name. Wait a minute. Because is... only he says his own name. Is his name Vampire, or is he a vampire? Yes. yes. <laughs> what? Okay, whatever. Anyways, uh... Johnny Vampire uh, handles uh, the financials for every single magical organization except this place in all of Lamportlandia. Uh, he does my taxes too. Good job. Like, like you know, he got me six thousand dollars. I didn't even know I had last year. He's the best. He is the best. What did he tell you? He told me all sorts of things. Um. So a uh, miss. Uh, January Oleander and a Mr. Joel Heck have been up to some very, very funny business uh, the last few weeks, months. Casey, I don't know what it is. The last time frame. Yeah, time frame, period, whatever. Several thousand minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, six months ago AD. Okay. Um... January Oleander, I found out, is an art teacher at, what's the name of the middle school, Casey? Um, it, well, it's, it's Clackamas Middle School, and she is a music teacher. Art is, music is art, Casey. Not arguing that, but they're not the same class. Uh, she's a music teacher at uh, Clackamas Middle School. Right, um, we knew that. Yes, but did you know that they have uh, cut funding for the football team in favor of the music program? Wait a minute, what? Now, I ask you this. When in the history of the United States have you ever heard of a school cutting funding for sports in favor of the arts? There was one experiment that lasted a semester in the Midwest in the 1980s and never since. Yes. Yet, this is happening to great applause, mind you, in the community. So, she is definitely messing with someone's head. Yep. Number two, a Mr. Joel Heck, uh, foreman of the, what's the name of the, the quarry company, Casey? Hearthstone. Hearthstone, like the uh, Blizzard game. Sure. Which is not our sponsor uh, this week. <laughs> nope. Forever. But if they would like to be. Yeah, no, our we sponsor can... this week is, is actually the... Um, the foundation for 
No, 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 diabetic child refugees with chronic Italianism. Our sponsor this week is Snickers. That's fair. Snickers the guinea pig, folks, for all your guinea pig needs. No, like Snickers. Asterisk, not an actual Snickers bar. Anyways, uh, Hearthstone Quarry, you know, I think we all know the name. You know, they've built almost every single building or helped uh, provide materials for every single building in this entire city uh, up until the last two decades. Uh, you know, they've been falling on financial hardships. They've kind of run out of materials. All of a sudden, they have a huge influx in cash. So it's now, just Johnny, mind control top to bottom. Like, like Johnny, Johnny, you know, Johnny handles their books. You know, he would know if they were doing something illegal, but they seem to have come through this money legitimately which is more worrisome than them getting it legitimately yeah so unlike the the uh preston boy um these people don't seem to have very selfish uh reasons for using it uh but they are still using it so they might be, we might be able to convince them to turn over a new leaf, uh, which I think is good for you, uh, Solomon. Sure. But we definitely need to talk to them. I think, given our uh, track record, uh, given events that transpired the last time we talked to a target of our investigation, we well, might uh, we might take a more subtle route this this go round. Didn't we try the subtle route last time, and this is what we ended up with? No. I we, seem to recall didn't. you pretending <laughs> to be a professor at OSU. Allow me to uh, elaborate, then. You have done some work as a private investigator before. Yes. You and Fiona constitute an immense amount of manpower in following and watching the target. Uh, Peroa and Wake, that is uh, punchy. Um, are going to handle Joel Heck, the foreman of the Hearthstone, uh, which makes it our task to deal with January uh, Oleander. So, here's what I propose. Fiona. That's me. If you could, uh, as last time, attempt to infiltrate the school as a... Uh, no, it's summer. That doesn't work. Yep, it's summer. Almost <laughs> fell into that trap. Oh, so close. <laughs> I was going to have so much fun with that. <laughs> so, if the two of you could split shifts uh, following January without her finding out, if at all possible, and just figure out what her day-to-day is like, we might be able to find some chink in this weird, weird situation. Meanwhile, I'm going to speak with Orion in R&D and see if we can't cook up some, you know, helpful measures against mind control, because that seems to be the... The modus operandi here. Well, I do have my bugs. Uh, you had one bug, and I don't my recall bug. you ever like reclaiming him. So Fluffy Sprinkles is still at at the Preston house. Yep, he's sentient though. Couldn't he fly back to me? Oh, if he's sentient, what makes you think he wouldn't just take off into the woods to live a happy little robug life? Because he's my pet slash surveillance equipment. <laughs> Slash slave. You're awful. Right? 
I, I said, I said, says the woman who has two fairies dressed up as one single lawyer roaming around this hotel for reasons I don't understand. Nobody does. That's not the point here. And they volunteer. Anyway, yeah, they're working. They're wor- yeah, they're working pro bono. I can guarantee my yeah. So they're slaves. Okay, that's not how that works. You you work for no money. For someone else. That's, that sounds like a slave to me. Or a volunteer. There you go. Fiona, the voice of reason? All right. Anyway, look. <laughs> and here I was worried that I would say the worst thing this episode. Thanks, Tony. How task Force. <laughs> task Force on task. Let's do this. Okay, I can guarantee my discretion on, on, on surveilling her. I can't guarantee anything about Fiona. Who somehow manages to get herself involved in any single person we have ever run across All and right. possibly steal things from them. how about this? Fiona, just try not to die in the line of work. How about that? Oh, um, that's no problem. I can't promise anything for anyone else, though. Great. That's... Okay, don't kill jo- January either. Who's that again? The, the school the, teacher! <laughs> okay, got it. The, the music teacher that we need to follow. No killing me. Okay. I'm writing this on my arm in not permanent ink. <laughs> so let's take the next few days and hash this out and just do it, and then we'll have some more information. How about that? We'll reconvene at the Magic Bean uh, in three days' time. So so let me just get this right, Solomon. You're yeah. suggesting we split the party. For the moment, to accomplish a task that isn't on the recording... <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. I understand now. Great. Okay, so Casey, do we have a three days later, like, star wipe <laughs> on this episode? <laughs> um, uh, We would if we weren't already running long. So yeah. I think we'll open uh, next time with you guys meeting in Magic Beans and discussing uh, what information you have gathered. Great. Sounds good. good. All right. Well, this has been, I don't know that it was, I think, I think it was more productive than the last one. Absolutely. <laughs> we learned a lot of information. We did. That's a we low bar to set. Certainly no less but... meandering. What's that, Dylan? I said that's a low bar to set, but we were more productive it is a low bar last to time. Set. Fair enough. Well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, please, listeners, uh, we don't solicit donations here. We don't have spade po- spade, blah, 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 paid sponsorships, rather, of, of any kind. We don't get any kind of money to do this. But if you could just reach into your hearts and donate what you can to the Foundation for Dyslexic Diabetes. Yeah, no! <laughs> Chronic Italianism. <laughs> solicit money. Like, okay. At least do it right. Like, okay, but here's the thing. Jackie and I are starting a GoFundMe page so me and her can go see Hamilton in New York for our honeymoon. And you're using it to be a racist. <laughs> no, not even to be a racist. Casey, I'm not going to say that what you're doing is to be a racist. Like there, I've called you out on some racist things. This is not one of those things. This we is have also we have also established so we have also established in canon that your definition of racism is referring to race in any context for any reason. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right, all right, all, right all my buddies, specifically to irritate me. All right, all my buddies. <laughs> We all love you. Let's Thank you so much for so listening. So Dylan can actually fucking end us. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for listening. We... Thanks for listening. Uh, Twitter. We love... We're at 
we're at semi-auto magi we're at tumblr um semi-auto magic inc at dot tumblr.com we're on facebook um yell stuff at us maybe we'll yell back yeah bye everyone anything bye all my buddies from giant vampire